started, I thought I want to look in the word of the Lord, and I know we are growing apostolic legacy, and uh, so I, I felt like the hour was that we were at midnight, and I was like, okay, uh, I want to know about midnight praying, and and of course, uh, you know, it, the, the dark time, uh, a dark moment, uh, uh, the most severe trial. And I know we've uh, had trials, but it just seems like the entire church being bombarded. All of God's people, Lord, what are you doing? And I, of course, I, I thought of the time when Jesus was facing the crucifixion and we know he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he prayed and, and uh, the Bible talks about bringing his three of his closest disciples and yet uh, they uh, fell asleep and, and he was praying and he would go back and wake them up and, and, and you know he was feeling alone and isolated and, and I know uh, one of the terrible things about uh, the virus and the, this thing is the, the fact that it demands isolation and requires that you know well you've got to isolate from your family and isolate from each other and, and many that are online and, I, and I'm thankful and some have said you know I'm, I, I, I've had a cold or I've had some symptoms I don't know what it is and so I'm not coming and I, I don't want to be around I don't want to expose anyone and I I appreciate that I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't isolate and don't need to be alone but it's that sense of getting us at that seemingly the weakest moment that we could be in the midnight hour and of course uh, you know remembered the story of Job and remembered all of these times and Daniel and, and opening the window and praying and asking God God. And I, the thing that they all had in common, whether it was, you know, in the belly of a whale, and I've been my lowest point, and I don't know what to do, I'm isolated from everything, all of them ended up praying and praying and praying and praying in that moment. And that's what a child of God does. We, when we find ourselves in those moments of of severe testing, trial, whether it feels like we're in the belly of a whale, whether it feels like we know what's going to happen tomorrow, well, I can just imagine what's going to take place. I know what's going to be. Oh, I know. I've heard the report. I know. I uh, Then that our response is supposed to be to pray. And you say, well, uh, how do we pray? What do we pray? And, of course, the Lord's Prayer is recorded in the book of Matthew, for those of you who remember, uh, at the Sermon on the Mount, in the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. Uh, the Bible talks about the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he began to explain to them. Now, Luke did not record that prayer uh, there that the Lord told at the beginning of his ministry. But 
if you follow Luke's writings and then the chronological time, Luke records it would be about a year later out into Jesus' ministry that Luke records in the 11th chapter uh, about one year after the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus taught them what to pray. Now, all of a sudden, uh, he's going to reiterate what is another version of the Lord's Prayer and teach them how to pray. And that's an important distinction. Not only what to pray, but how to pray. Luke the 11th chapter starts by saying, And it came to pass that as he was praying at a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven. Now it sounds a whole lot like the Matthew prayer. And if I were to have us stand and we would say the Lord's prayer together, we would say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. And yet we find that it, as we forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Oh wait, that's not exactly right. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And, well wait a minute. And so what you find is what we commonly say is the Lord's Prayer is a quotation of part of this prayer, part of the Matthew version, and it's written as, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and goes on, and thy, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. But here, we see that Luke's version sort of deviates that. Not that the words are so significant, but the concepts are there and we could spend a long time talking about the Lord's Prayer and how that it's our Father and praying as a corporate body. Our Father, Lord, we need you. Lord, we need your presence. Our Father. And that there's a relationship and so forth. And you could go through the Lord's Prayer. And I've taught on the Lord's Prayer and then we know how to pray the Lord's Prayer and pray each part of it and give us this day our daily bread. That means that you would have to pray every day. At least if you're asking for daily bread and you're saying give us this day our daily bread, then you're going to have to ask every day for that. You can't, it didn't say give us this month. Well, I prayed my prayer for the month, but he's asking for daily bread. But notice, if you will, in the middle of this, where it says, and he said unto them, after he said, but deliver us from evil, and he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend? Notice how he uh, identifies it as a friend. And shall go unto him at midnight. Notice the time. And say unto him, friend, Lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. <clears throat> the door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. 
I cannot rise and give thee. And I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity. So he doesn't want to get up because he's his friend, but because of his importunity. Will he rise and give him as many as he needeth? And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Given you, seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asks, receives. He that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. And then he goes on to say, if a son would ask his father <coughs> a bread, and would his dad give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, would his dad give him a serpent? And if he asked for an egg, would his dad give him a scorpion? And then he said, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more would your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them which ask? So he is now teaching not just what to pray, but how to pray. And immediately he launches into this sort of graduate level course. You know, it's one thing to say, oh Lord, touch us, touch our body. Give me this day, give us this day our daily bread. Heal our church. Oh God, I pray that you will touch. We've got a big list. Oh Lord, touch every man and woman on that list. And then yet, it's a whole nother level of prayer that if a friend comes to you at midnight and you get up out of your bed and he tells the story of this and he uses the relationship this is somebody that's my friend and the person that's praying has a friend that comes and visits him and then that friend goes to another friend's house and the story that we read is almost uh, sad in as much as he's knocking on the door and he's uh, uh, unashamed he's asking you remember ask seek and knock now he is he's knocking he has gotten out of bed he's put himself on the line he's gone out of his bed warm bed whatever he's walked down the street I don't know if dogs were barking I don't know they didn't have doorbells at that day and so he's he's now he's now he's now asking I don't know maybe if he threw a rock uh, at the window uh, if uh, they had windows like that if he tried to yell at first up uh, Hey, buddy, I don't know. The story doesn't tell us, but it, now he is pounding on the door and he's saying, I need some bread. Somebody's come to my house. And at that moment, the guy finally wakes up and he says, what's going on? And however he responds, uh, I need bread. I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you any bread. I'm in here asleep. My kids are asleep. I am not going to give you any bread. And that's the story. And he says, yeah, but this is Bill. And I'm your buddy, remember? We're good friends. Because <laughs> he says he's his friend. Remember? I'd, I've done things for you. And the Bible, the word Jesus' words are recorded as saying, 
it doesn't matter that it's his friend, but it's because he won't stop knocking. Because of his importunity, he uses that word. It is that very sense of he's just pounding away and then he's asking for three loaves of bread and I don't know about you but I've been hungry a lot and, and yet I've never eaten a loaf of bread at one day and I don't know at midnight whether or not you could eat an entire loaf much less three loaves now and, and the Bible did not say record that there were numerous friends or that this friend had a party of friends and there were 20 friends. It uses it almost in the singular. And he says, yes, he wants three loaves of bread. And so whatever, either they were, it was fixing to be a, a big sandwich night. It was going to be a huge thing. You know, surely, what, what do you mean of three loaves of bread? And how much, how much do you need? Are you kidding me? Even in this time, I looked it up that, you know, it, uh, they would say uh, a loaf should last a family at least one day. And, you know, you bake bread and you bought one loaf per day. I don't know. Uh, but now he's asking for three loaves. So three days worth maybe or, or more. I, I don't know. But that was the amount that was listed there that here he is praying. And it was that in, it was that midnight cry, not a midnight whisper. It was that very sense of intercession. And I, what I felt, and I, for me, and I don't know how you've been feeling, but I have been saying, oh yes, Lord, Lord touch, Lord touch. But I am asking God, what should our response be in this hour? Is that we need to step up to intercessory prayer like we've never had before. Oh, what are you talking about? Not just saying, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, but something that will motivate me, that I it might get me up out of bed. It might make me go at the midnight hour. And when the Lord quickens my heart or mind and rather than to just allow it to flood my thoughts that I'm going to say Lord put somebody on my heart we've got a list we've got prayer lists in the back we'll type up new lists but there are things that and people that should be put on a God can place on our heart and that's just for a moment let us intercede oh God we need we need an answer they need to be touched there needs to be a healing virtue that flow and it should motivate us into intercessory prayer like never before. And I understand Paul said it like this and he wrote, he said, I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh who are Israelites to whom pertains the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. What was Paul saying? He was saying, Oh God, I at times feel the heaviness of 
that all of the Jews that have had the promises and have had the glory and have had so much and if there was ever a time for us to pray for backsliders and pray for those I know I know all of our people and I'm praying for all of our folks and I'm praying for all of those that are sick and I'm praying for each other and our Father which art in heaven but I am also praying I'm asking God lay some soul on our heart that's not been in church that's not that's been a backslider that I work with that's around my family somebody that's not living for God that I'm saying oh God we want them to feel the bread that we feel at midnight I know I know it can be overwhelming when you're sick and when you don't feel good but oh we still have the power of prayer and we still have the ability to go and get some bread some daily bread from the Lord imagine if you didn't have God in this hour imagine you say oh but I, I've got family and I've got and I, I'm going through it and I, I, I'm, I, I'm I, it's midnight for me and I, I don't want to be bothered by anybody else right now and I don't I don't want to be bothered I don't want to be bothered by anybody else I don't especially don't want to hear another you know bad report from anybody in the church that's been sick now don't listen uh, please text me and let me know I want to know I just don't want to know does that make sense I want to know but I don't want to want to hear anymore but I thought this is us and this is what we're going through and I feel the feel the the pull of us but imagine those that have no spiritual strength Oh, imagine those that have nobody in their family that will pray, that have no ability to go in the midnight hour and get some bread from a friend. Imagine that are on this journey of life and they've shown up at somebody's house and they have nobody. And I understand Moses stood in the gap for the children of Israel and I, I get it. You know, they were sinning, and I don't know of anybody that's sinning, but Moses, when the children of Israel made the golden calf, and they were sinning, and the God was angry. God was going to wipe them out, and, and the Lord goes to, uh, and Moses goes to the Lord, and he confesses, he's honest, Lord, they've sinned a great sin, and, and I, I shall make an atonement for, you know, Lord, uh, for their sin. And he said, oh God, if you will forgive give their sin and if not blot me out of that book which thou hast written uh, I you know I can't imagine that kind of prayer and yet I think the spirit of the Lord is directing us at midnight not only to pray for ourselves but to pray for somebody else Oh God, don't let it just be me. If this is the midnight cry, if this is the midnight moment, uh, you know, and, and yet 
I, you know, the story breaks down because when you look at the Bible, the Bible talks about Abraham was a friend of God and Jesus said, if you obey my commandments, you're my friend. And, and I don't know, I, I can't imagine. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what kind of friends that they had, but can you imagine that if you had a friend, and I, I'm thinking in terms of, of friends that we have here in the church and I, I know it would be hard but if I if I came to Brother Wilk's house at midnight and I was pounding on his door and I you know, was saying you know this is you know hello this is your buddy down here remember me I, we used to go to church together and I, I was pastoring remember and I whatever and I here I am would you is there any way you could give me some bread I can't imagine a friend saying, look, I've already locked the door. I don't want to unbolt the door. I, I, don't, I don't feel like getting up out of bed. You're going to wake up the kids. So what kind of friend was that? I mean, and, and then it said that even though Jesus said that even though he does this, and even though he's his friend, he won't get up because of his friend, but because he continues knocking. And, and I understand at times I felt like, well, Lord, you know, I pray and I pray and I pray. And, and, and you know, do, you, did you not hear? And it, it, has, it, it doesn't matter. Yes, the Lord hears. Yes, the Lord is not that kind of a friend. He is a friend. In fact, the Bible you know, the, the analogy breaks down that, that it, we're going to God in one sense because the Bible is clear. David said that, you know, uh, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills which comes my help. My help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He that keepeth thee, Israel, shall neither slumber nor sleep. For the Lord is thy helper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. So, Yet, what was the Lord trying to teach them? It wasn't trying to teach them that the friend was bad, although I would say that wasn't much of a friend, that he wouldn't get up out of bed, especially after being awakened. But it was he was trying to say that you still have to keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking, keep praying, keep interceding, keep, you say, I, I feel like I, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do either, but I keep knocking, I keep praying, I keep keep believing, I keep witnessing, I keep calling, I keep texting, I keep inviting, I keep doing everything I can in this hour because we're at the midnight hour. I don't know what else to do. You say, well, but God, is he sleeping? No, God's not sleeping. No, God heard us the moment we prayed the first time. David said it like this. He says, you know, uh, the Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though a host camp around me, my heart shall not fear. Though a war rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing have I desired. And then he uses this phrase, that will I seek after. In other words, I will put a lot of diligence to it that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. 
For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. What are you saying? In this moment of interceding, I'm going to have to seek the Lord. Oh, I, I know, you know, we, we sought the Lord when we maybe first came to the church and we became, you know, oh, I want the Holy Ghost and there was a desire and there was a hunger and a thirst. But I think right now in the midnight hour, <clears throat> I'm going to have to go. The next part of that, those verses say, he shall set me on a rock and shall my head be lifted up about my enemies round about. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. What are you talking about? Oh God, I have to seek until I break through the heaviness, until I break through the being overwhelmed. Why? Because I know, I know in whom I believe. I know the Lord heard it the very first moment. I don't know why he didn't immediately send the answer like I like, but what I do know is my trust and my hope and my faith is in God Almighty and I'm going to keep offering a sacrifice of joy, a sacrifice of joy. I'm going to sing praises. I am not going to be afraid. I'm not going to let my heart be overrun with fear. Why? I am going to get into the presence of Almighty God. That's the only solution I know in this hour is to run into His presence. And I know that we, we, whether you can make it here whether you're at home, it's that I'm going to get into the presence of Almighty God. Take a moment, and I, I, I get it. And in this moment, our, our lives are overwhelmed, and I am just, you know, I, I, I don't feel like anything. I don't even feel like, you know, uh, like eating, and I don't feel like eating, and then you start to eat, and then you want to eat, you know, the whole refrigerator or whatever it is, you know, once you get started. Whatever it is that you're going through, I, I get it. I, I understand, and you don't, and you, you know, I don't want my wife to have it or my husband to have it. I don't want anybody else to be sick. I don't want any, and yet, <laughs> intercessory prayer is that what he called because of his importunity. And when you look that word up, it's basically <laughs> and then you start over again. And then you start over again. And then you, it's constant. I am not going. Devil, if you thought this was going to stop our church from praying and from worshiping and from interceding, you've made a mistake because I'm here to tell you if this is what it takes for us to enter into intercessory prayer, praying for one another, believing God for one another, recognizing there's not a family, not a row, not a person, not anyone in this church that 
has not been bombarded or attacked in some way. Oh God, if this doesn't bind us for a spirit of unity, I don't know what will. I believe that this is our clarion call for midnight praying. We need, Lord, an answer. We need God, you to respond in a powerful way. Isaiah said it. The Old Testament like this, for Zion's sake I will not hold my peace and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness goes forth as brightness and the salvation as the lamp that burns. What was he saying? I am waiting for God to get glory. I am not going to stop until God is glorified through all of this. I don't know how he's going to get glory. I don't know what it's going to take but I am truly believing that God's glory is arise. Arise and shine God I want you to get up I want the Gentiles to see your righteousness I want the kings to see your glory I want everybody to be called by a new name which the name of the Lord gives I want folks to come and feel the reviving spirit of God backsliders to be changed and transformed oh I don't care whether they're in this local church building or another I want God to move in a mighty way it's time for us to see the glory of God <laughs> if a pandemic can start in China and sweep the world and hit Newark Ohio not once twice and wave after wave I'm asking for God to send a wave of his spirit just like that oh you say well Daniel <coughs> Daniel prayed the Bible says that he prayed and the very first moment that he prayed heaven heard him and yet the angel said I was withstood for the answer I don't know why God doesn't just immediately touch and heal and deliver and set free I don't know what God's inoculating us with or through or what he's doing but I want you to know you know, the enemy has tried to do his best. I don't know. You say, well, you know, what's going to happen in our nation? I don't know. What's going to happen? In I don't know. How many more? I don't know. I don't know. But I want me to have a wake up midnight cry. God, we need your presence. Psalm 66 says it like this. Come and hear all ye that fear God. And I will declare what he has done for my soul. I don't know what's going on with the virus and with people and with things, but I want God to work on our soul. Lord, I want you to do something to our soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord won't hear me, but truly, God, hath heard me and he hath attended to the voice of my prayer <laughs> you say what have you prayed I've prayed Lord I don't know of anything I'm done but, or I'm doing but wash me I repent forgive me cleanse me <laughs> if I didn't open me up Lord if there's anything in me show me why? Because I don't want you to not hear me, Lord. 
If you haven't been praying a prayer of repentance, I'm going to encourage you. You need to pray one. You say, well, have you done anything? Not that I know of, but I'm still praying, Lord, cleanse me anyway. If there's anything in there, why? Because I want the Lord to hear my prayer. I want him to attend unto my voice. And then I want to start blessing him. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, for nor his mercy from me. I have felt just in the last, I know, it's been for us two weeks more, for the last several days, just Lord, <coughs> the midnight hour, God touch, God move. We, you know, if you're not praying at home with your family, pray with them. Take a moment. I, oh, you say, well, that's all I'm going to pray. I'm just going to pray. Now I lay me down to sleep prayer. No, Jesus said, pray like you're willing to wake up the entire neighborhood. Pray like you're willing to say, I need help. And that's why I, I, tonight we'll come to church five o'clock and we're going to just sing and worship and I don't know if we'll last an hour or not but we're just going to pray and, and we're going to walk and we're going to pray and, and you at home if you can't come I want you just to plan on praying with us tonight and I know next week <coughs> you know not this coming week but the next week is corporate prayer and I'm hoping a lot of us can be back in and, and pray then but I don't know what else to do it's midnight folks but it's time to pray and, and to pray with fervency and to pray as if I need to wake the Lord up you say well the Lord's awake he hears me when I pray under my breath oh Jesus help yes he does but Jesus himself told the story when you pray and he tells the story of this friend, why would he put that story in there? Because he was saying, at midnight, you got to pray with frequency and with fervency. And you have to get a little bit, put your skin on the line. In fact, the Greek word that he used in this next phrase where he said, he that asketh, receiveth. Actually, that word could be interpreted receive or it could be returned, could be translated taketh. He that asketh, taketh. And I know another place the Bible said, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I know we may not have a lot of strength in our physical body and I'm not asking you to pray with fervency for six hours or for eight hours. You know, when you are knocking on somebody's door and you're wanting something, it's not going to be an hour's worth, but it's going to be intense and it's going to be fervent. And I need it here. And I think that's where we are. I appreciate you watching online, you being here this morning. Let's stand. And this afternoon, tonight, we're going to come and we're just going to pray just with fervency and intensity. Oh God, interceding for one another, interceding for the community interceding for those who are going through this and don't have someone to call don't have someone you know 
I, I've taken calls and I, I could tell you story after story. And I, Sister Coey and the doctor told her she needed to stay. And Brittany has COVID and Stephen's in the hospital. And she called and just is stressed. And I began to pray with both of them over the phone and then got Brittany on the phone. And, and I, I thought, I wonder how many people are going through this without somebody to call. Without somebody to pray. I prayed for Bill, Vicky, and I, and I I said, oh God, I wonder how many have had those kind of reports and had nobody. Aren't you thankful we have the body? Let's pray right now together. Lord Jesus. Lord, we need your spirit. We need your presence. We need your glory.